book, book me a book It's just a call that talks about rugby Just when you thought the informed wigger was Marlon Yard Marlon Yard rhymes with rugby report Thank you, James. Welcome to the Rugby Report Card, reviewing this week's uh, international tests. And what a week in rugby it was. Quick roll call, James. Hey. Richard. Hey. And Blake. Hey. All the lads are here. <laughs> Me sounding like Michael Clark, apparently. Um, yeah, the bias guy's back, so yeah. it's <laughs> so good to be back, boys. That comment on the uh, actual green and gold thing was pretty funny. Was, I'm not saying he's a cancer. <laughs> I'm saying he's a tumour that has the potential to grow into a cancer. <laughs> I mean, oh. geeks. Um, sweet. So, obviously, the last couple of the teams, that's their last game, eh? Mm. For a few, yeah. Why is Australia it? playing five and everyone else playing four? Uh, they just wanted to lose What's that about? Got to get paid, don't they? Yeah, they need the money. Um, look, what, it, what I guess the games we'll be reviewing is the big one for us, Australia Island. Um, a classic between New Zealand and France. Uh, the worst of the worst, Wales v South Africa. And then I think there was some game in London, wasn't there? Yeah. Argentina. Yeah, yeah. I think Harlequins were playing as well. I think, yeah. So. Well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, so let's, do you want to start off with the Australia game first of all? Yep. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts, really? You know, because if we're being honest, do you, do you come away from the, this, this game thinking, okay, 50-50 uh, calls maybe didn't go our way, do you go down that route? Um, do you look at it, have you, you butchered too many opportunities, whether it's the flower? Do you say, uh, this is a worrying time because this is a second strength island team and we, this is a team we should be winning? Well, it's a game of two halves, wasn't it? It was a team with more points won. Hang on, isn't it always a game of two hours? No, honestly... This one more so than others. Ireland should have been up by 20-25 at half-time. It shouldn't have even been a contest. But they were Um, arrogant. Yeah, they just didn't take the three when they should have. It was Mm. absurd, the the, the approach they took. And it pretty much cost them. Mm. Um, the, The second half... Australia blitzed them for half an hour. It was Ireland dominated for half an hour, Australia dominated for half an hour, and in those little 10-minute segments where it was sort of parody, mm. I think Ireland... Yeah, but blitzed them as a result of them having injuries and playing halfbacks on the wing and whatnot. Yeah, no, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help when you're yeah, Trimble, Carney, Payne, O'Brien, just before the game, obviously. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah, but he was out before the game. Those four just, uh, there were issues in within that game. You just know? to name a few. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, playing the replacement scrum off, what was it, Mary, Mary Moore? Mary, uh, playing out on that, Some on that Irish wing. Some Irish dude. Yeah. Um, and obviously, quite correctly, Australia targeted down that wing at times as well. And carved. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is, to be fair, worrying signs for Australia. But I think, forget all of that. That was just a classic test match. Mm. If you were impartial, like it, it hurts as an Aussie fan, mm. losing to uh, not the best island side uh, and getting blitz for half an hour. But if you were impartial, that was a classic test match. And those island guys play with so much heart. And the Aussies play with so much flair. Do you like the fact that you are... The team to watch right now, not because you play the most expansive game, but every game you play is a close game. Yeah, and we're hot, and when we're hot, we can beat anyone in the world, and then when we're not, we're fucking atrocious. I can't, it's so strange. Yeah. But heaps inconsistent, man. Like, they're still forcing those shit passes that just shouldn't be forced. Hodge mm. and Folau both did it. And it's just grip the pillow stuff. Well, it's not, not just them. I think, you know, we'll probably talk about D-Mum later, but he, sh- he he panics and shifts the ball and too many forwards try to... I thought this was one of the better time. games Mummy had. Except for the yellow card. Should Other than the yellow card. And very apologetic. Didn't rate that. Should he actually have been on the pitch anymore? Should he have gone completely? So you're saying red? Yeah, I'm asking. Nah, nah. I, I, look, it just depends on what the rule book says, and they, they need it clear cut. So the decision there was it wasn't dynamic. So it wasn't players in motion, it was from a standing position, mm-hmm. and it didn't hit the head or neck, didn't touch the ground first, the shoulder did. Mm. So that's why they've gone the yellow, which arguably fair call then. But when has but the red ever been in the discussion for that? No, it did, always, always. always. Yeah. Touches the head, touches the ground, it's red, straight red. Did Think we about, see that in the uh, Argentinian game? I didn't actually see that, but a yeah, red card Elliot, was awarded there. Yeah, yeah. Dali, um, no malice involved. He chased the high bomb. He went up, and I think what didn't help him was, I think he held it, held his legs a little bit, but he, he tipped the guy. N- not deliberately, just ran into him, and the guy landed on his head. It was completely, it was the right call to, to send him off. Yeah. The other issue in that game is the fact that the Argentinian guy ran into Johnny May, 
Uh, but Johnny May, he didn't. He Johnny May was on the way down, so he wasn't at his highest point. And Johnny May landed on his like, on his yellow. foot, yeah. on it, and he didn't even get a yellow yeah. for it. So that's where the inconsistencies are. Yeah, how's yeah. just anything to segue to England? Yeah, always back. To How England, do we end up it? on that? We were talking yeah. about Australia and Ireland, and you just brought up England. I think, Mister Axworthy, you brought it up. Actually, yeah, but you kept yeah. going with it. You I know? did. Yes. I was I, <laughs> always, always. Um, yeah, I think they they need clear cut rules. Yeah. Does dynamic matter? Um, and does contact with the ground matter? Does intent matter? Just have clear cut decisions and, and whatever it is you got to go with. Mm. Um, I'm I'm pretty much, for all intents and purposes, anti red cards. Yeah. Just ruins the test match. Ten minutes off the you pitch gotta, is a bit. It's, it's a penalty. Huge. Yeah. Ten yeah. minutes is huge. I reckon that ruins test matches. Mm. And if you look at the season the Wallabies have had, rarely gone a game without a sim mm. It's I just don't think it should be a big part of the game, and it is. It's. A, majority of games someone's off but that like that grey area it's so hard to maintain or control your level of aggression and then like play not end up in a situation yeah. like that because people are stationary people do fall different ways especially when he had the hands on the ball his upper body was always going to stay hands on deck and you try and clear him out from the waist then it's always mm. going to end up with the beyond the horizontal it's a tough tough if nut you, um, if you take away the, the red card which is what you suggested what is the ultimate sacrifice then because suspension after the game and I know that I don't agree with that because it doesn't help the team that yeah, had the you actually... injury infringed however I just think you, you just ruin the competition it, then... it's like an analogy to a mixed martial arts fight to take a point off a fighter in a round they've pretty much lost the fight but so if... for me you just can't go there but if you actually suspend the guy, which I'm not saying I disagree or agree with, you're actually helping out the team that they play the following week. I know, I yeah. know. But you are harming the team who infringed, so hopefully that's the penalty mm. to, to impact them. But yeah, you're right. It's, mm. that's, the, that's the problem with it. It's frustrating, though. Mm. I just, too many test matches are decided by the periods of the game when there are 14 men on the park. Yeah. And, and you build it for a week, and it's so exciting, and then in that 10-minute period, scrums collapse or a try school. Yeah. Or, um, yada yada yada, and oh, but people would argue just don't keep giving away penalties. Yeah, well, we saw two tries scored as a result of Mum sinning. Mm. So what are you want to try? Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about that. So the obstruction, which is not even slightly trying. No, I appreciate it. he did obstruct the guy. Yeah. So what and and but in the on. mall, Pocock was held back ten meters off the mall. Yeah. So my question is, five. why why didn't it? Because it would have been shown on the big screen. Why didn't it go up to the team? It did. It did. But and then the ref overruled it. He said, no, I've seen it. I'm happy. Okay. So he went up and then overruled it. Madness. Okay. Mental. Madness. Yeah. Madness, madness, madness. But that's, that's, the, that's the game, you know? But... It's the game we love. Sour grapes, though. It was a one moment in, yeah. in a, a period we, of time where Ireland were dominating. Yeah, that whole half was theirs. Yeah. We, we did well. I thought we defended very well for very, the first Very, very well. Like, we get, were rushing out of the line quicker than I've ever seen us. Do you get fed up with us saying, no, Australia's defence is really good. That's their strong point today. You know, they've defended really well and they still come away losing. Attack was really good. It's yeah. still, it's the, the things that are costing Australia. Uh, the set piece, scrum line out more, and uh, penalties. Mm. She's getting raped every single game with a penalty count. Mm. We do get raped. Yeah, and well, maybe we deserve to be. Like, you'd have to look at each one. But I just think, I mean, New Zealand beat Ireland with a deficit of 14-4 penalty count the week before. Mm. We lost with a deficit of 13-3. There's not many teams that can be out-penaltied 10 times and still win a game. No. Like, at, at any level of rugby. It's yeah. it's a huge deficit, but maybe it's deserved. You'd have to look at each one on their merits, mm. but it seems a bit mental. Yeah. You know, I'd love to know what's going on behind the scenes on that, because Czech was saying that World Rugby rang him and said, don't whinge about the ref. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to say that. He shouldn't, they shouldn't be allowed to say that. Have a whinge. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to be whinging you because can Ireland it. outplayed us. But don't you think that the whinge that, that, that Checker has is actually taken away from the fact that it is a game that you, you should have won if you yeah. executed at the main point? So everyone talks about the referee, everyone focuses on that, and everyone then doesn't talk about the, the things you should do about the actual and, and I think selection, that's what... about selection point and their issues around that, and also around, as I say, those inaccuracies. And that's why he does it. And I think we should be discussing that stuff mm. because it's just our rights to come in here and bitch about the ref. Mm. Although, full credit to Ireland, the ability to perform the choke tackle yeah. and it showed and we were here praising Rory Arnold mm. and it showed that's the one aspect of his game he hasn't got down pat because of his height his body height mm. how many times he get held up in the yeah. tackle yeah mm. um, but oh it's going to sound whingy the ref on those too yeah. he got his <laughs> knee to the ground the player's got a release yeah I completely agree Soon and then and then we down. got penalised once for that and they got three points for the exact same thing Pocock held him up mm. 
Like, it was legitimately the exact same time. Um, but Rory Arnold's got to fix that up out of his game or he'll get caught. And full credit to Ireland. Something they always do to us before that choke tag. It's always been in the last yeah. like, probably five, ten years. Remember always that World had, Cup? Yeah, they always executed it yeah. fantastic. But other things, if we focus on Ireland for a while, Conor Murray continues to grow. Probably didn't have his most effective game. You know what? I'm going to say I'm not impressed. The fucking shitty box kicking game he did was the only thing that kept us in it. That, okay. The amount of times from the 22, he's gone for like a chip box kick. Yep. If they just cleared the thing... He, he reapplied a lot of pressure onto his team, I thought. He does everything well, mm. but I thought his short kicking game kept us in it at times when we were done. Mm. Such then, an Irish name, And then he'd Murray, kick eh? it to, to Falao or Haley Petty. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, Who also was outstanding, by the way. Yeah, uh, and Ringrose. I thought he'd Ring be a weak link in, oh, the, yeah. in, the defend, in the back line, but obviously three caps was enough for him to stand up especially when he's actually naturally an outside centre and he was playing 12 this well how good are his well. feet yeah absolutely god he's hard to tackle and it was a comment made by one of the commentators and I agree with him completely just the way he runs just that low body height trajectory look you don't want to big him up to but he's so small much. but he gets out yeah his feet and just body height is just yeah. incredible yeah. No, there's a uh, there's Big, big future for him. Yeah. Ireland are a, a, a good side. They're a formidable and pack, aren't they? Even Furlong. Furlong, a great game. Yeah. And the, but they, they, they actually get, a, they get that front football, which is which is really good. And as you talked about the pack, I, I wanted to ask your opinion really about the Aussies. Still a bit, and we talk about selection. Simmons, other than Pocock. Played a great game, Simmons. Yeah, Simmons we shit on him best. every week. Yeah. Yeah. Best. He, was, he was one of the top tacklers, but yeah. he didn't get Especially over... in the first 10 minutes. It's almost like he listened. Really? <laughs> no, he's ball carrying still like But he's still, yeah. And that was the issue. Only other than Hooper, I was looking at the stats. Other than Hooper, not one forward got a, got made more than nine meters. Yeah. So how do you rectify that? that you know, Tamani wasn't picked for whatever reason. No. So um, do you bring in McMahon? Do you then, obviously, Mum's probably in for the line-out option. But, that has to be it. Yeah, so how do you still get that go forward? So, no, and Coleman's a miss. Tamani no. was the solution to that. He didn't give what he was billed to give. Mm. He wasn't getting over the ad line. Perhaps he needed more time. Uh, we, we need a ball carrier mm. in, in the back row. But the checkers' comments contradict that. They reckon he was doing his bit. His two cents was enough. Yeah, but he praises everyone. That's checkers' thing. You, you praised him and then dropped him. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's not too big a fan of what mm, he's doing. No, <laughs> um, the, the, we're lacking ball carriers. And whether that's a skeleton in the back row, a skeleton off the bench, whether it's Tamani running on... Um, we, we need ball carriers. Mm. Um, Simmons doesn't carry the ball well. No. He, he does line out well. He does tackle well. He doesn't ball carry well. Arnold normally does, but Ireland found him out. Body height. Body height. Yeah. Um, and I think Kepo... Kepo. Kepo. Kepo and CO are uh, just Siu. combined them. Um, <laughs> are struggling so much at scrum time, they're not getting their head up to do any ball carrying. And mm. that's where Ireland blitzed us in mm. the pack. The rolling malls ate us alive... They were stronger at the lineup. We stole one, but you know we lost one or two. Uh, just for the record, it was Dean Mum. Yeah, no, and a, well. and a good steal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's the tight stuff is where we're like our backs all over their backs. Yeah, no contest. Can I just say it was uh, DHP on on the right wing at one point. He absolutely blitzed the yeah. guy. Where's that? Where's that? He's, where's that wheel? God, been? he's playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that been all the time? Mm. I, um, Great under the high ball too, DHP. Yeah. Great under Loves the hugging ball. the chalk though. He yeah. hugs the chalk a bit too much for me. He plays with that outline. You know, it works to his advantage, granted. But I just find him getting tackled out a bit too often. Yeah, I think the other the other issue if we're talking about wingers is, is Spate. Um, again, misses a few tackles. Not sure. He's just enough. erratic. He's too yeah, keen. Not sure enough what he what he adds. As um, soon as Naivalu came on, he looked to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looked look Naholo esque in that ball, big ball, ball carrying ball. running winger. Naholo esque. I see. Uh, you know those attributes. Those That's attributes. Those sorts of running. Wow. Um, I'm, I've got big wraps on him. It's quicker right. than Naholo. Oh. No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> Both of you just said some really yeah. controversial things just then. Um, but are you, are you moving forward? Are you happy with the? Not obviously happy because you lost, but do you feel like some of the you're moving in the right direction, or do you think? And this was just a blip, or? I think the backline is. Um, I think the forward pack needs to be addressed. But the problem is with the forward pack, whenever we come to addressing it, we just chop and change second rowers willy-nilly. Yeah. Don't give anyone a run for a period of time, which is unfortunate <coughs> Coleman got injured. Never appears that things are getting sorted either. And, and the solution seems to be just change the back rower. But I actually think you're, the, the second row should be 
solved in inverted commas when Coleman's fit. So Arnold and Coleman are your future. Did, yeah? did Arnold do enough? Like, did, did um, Arnold show last night that he's not up to it? I don't think that one game he should be... Did he get pulled or was he injured? Because he didn't play a lot. I, I don't know. No, they didn't, uh, but, uh, they didn't but mention from, it in commentary. From, they only mentioned Ireland in the commentary. Uh, so it would be a miss to not know what the Aussies were up to. For me, the question still goes back. We've had this question quite a few times. Is, is Stephen Moore, is he still first choice obviously his first choice is he the long term solution or is it is it ready or whoever but is also is the is Hooper Pocock still the way forward uh, yeah Hooper Pocock is still the two best forwards in the pack definitely for me, they do all the work yeah, you got to find a spot for him that's a no brainer well, you just need a, a hooker who can throw the fucking thing in and two second rowers who can actually catch it um, that's got to get right, and, and we need to sort out the scrummaging. I mean, what is going on with James Slipper? He's the skinniest bloke I've ever seen. I told and you last rubbish, week, man. man. I told you last week what's going on with him. What's he's, going on with him? He's gone hipster. He's too trendy now. <laughs> he realised the girls that he likes likes thin dudes with shit haircuts. <laughs> so he's pursuing that. So he's going for the Higginbotham look. He'll be in Japan this time next year. But he was for the... On a the... game show. <laughs> getting money thrown at him while he's covered in glue. By the way, what was the point of bringing him on for that period of time, by the way? Just to sh- remind us how poor he is at scrummaging. <laughs> so, the, so the article doesn't get written that we need a new front row. Yeah, right. just okay. so we know the guy's replacing and know better. Fair um, enough. I, I don't know what has to happen. Throw whatever Holmes wants and get him back home for a season or two while yeah. some of these younger guys develop. Okay. The Robertsons, the CEOs, yeah. the they need They need a bit of time. They're not quite there. No, they're not. Kepu's never been the best scrummager, but, but he's good he, enough. Yeah, he's, he's good, good, good enough. He's good. Yeah. And he's good around the park. It's the other side for me. And I mm. like CEO. He's just not mm. scrummaging well enough. Or is more the issue. When Latu comes on, we always seem to scrummage better. And when Tataf came on, we always scrummage better. It doesn't really matter because, let's be honest, looking forward to the next week's game, neither team has scrummaged quite well, very well at the moment. So you, <laughs> it's whoever's yeah. going to be the, the better of the two shit scrums. So, uh, Who are you referring right? to there? Oh, England now. Yeah, I thought very so. well. Once again, it's, 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 you just think of ways to segue over to that point. <laughs> We're talking about Australia Island here, man. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be checking your messages, man. Sorry. <laughs> I tuned out there. I'm yeah. back. No. He right. brings up England, we all tune out. Yeah, all right. Okay. I thought he was banging on about England no, again, just... so I just <laughs> I left the room for a minute. Um, oh. Look, we should we should talk um, more about the Irish players. Yeah. Um, because, Jesus. Like, they are in it. I can't... What has happened to Northern Hemisphere rugby? They just all of a sudden decided to be very, very good post-World Cup. It's, they've corrected so much. Well, they were missing so much, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just ability to throw the ball. Is it climate change? I don't really know what to say because I don't want to segue into England here at all. You know, so. Or is it Southern Hemisphere coaches? Uh, it can't be Southern Hemisphere coaches. Ireland, can it? England, the two teams looking good. Wales to, had it and they came fair, on. To be fair, Scotland have got a Southern Hemisphere coach as well. So. Hey, they dusted Georgia. Oh, great game, by <laughs> and they, they, Great game, by They gave Australia a, a, a run. Yeah, absolutely. But everyone seems to give Australia a run. Oh, right now. Well, that, but that's that's our flaw. We, we can't close games out. We can't stay steady for 80. Yeah. We, we're, we're sinking ship here, it seems. Maybe you need And like everyone, and you guys coach. are talking, what are we going to fix, dude? It's over, man. There's nothing we can fix within well, a week the, until England trounces who haven't lost a game in forever. Can I just the say, it wasn't, it wasn't me that said that, by the way. Just make that point. For yeah. sure, we, when we lose to England next week, our win-loss for 2016 is 40%. That's no good. That's an awful year of rugby. Um, granted, I think you have <coughs> blooded Hodge, Karevi, Nyavalu, um, a lot of guys that will have, I see, long careers as Wallabies, Hayla Petty. Lots of guys that come through the system. Unfortunately, they're all backs. Um, Coleman and Arnold are your, your hopes for the forward pack. Mm. Um, so there's been progression in terms of players coming into the side. We were quite old at the World Cup and quite good, but quite old. And um, then you guys coming through, there's a lot of talent there, so there's hope. Um, I still think Australia needs to discover the next big ball-carrying six or eight. Jeez. And the next big... I think most nations do, don't they? Yeah, but the way they're setting it up, it looks the next like Dempsey's that dude. Dempsey's poo. That's what I think, but the, the way they <laughs> carry on. Um, and the next big scrummaging prop. Uh, we solve those two positions, it goes a long way. Because we're, we're, we're never losing a game by much. Um, and it would take so much perception over our scrum being weak and all of those things. For me, that's the issue with Australia. And we just keep blooding better and better backs. Mm. But without good ball, they can't do much with it. Mm. 
What um, um, it'd be good to see um, McMahon get in a stride next year if he gets I, the, if he laments a spot. Yeah, the issue for him though he's Stuart McGill, isn't he? That wall's constantly blocked. Well, not next year. Hooper and Pocock. Yeah, with Pocock out, oh. but they're very similar. Hooper and McMahon. But maybe McMahon shows himself as that ball running eight. Maybe he's not big enough though, is he? He's, he he will get over the he you know get over the game line, but he's not big enough at international level. Yeah. You agree completely. Um, but in all seriousness, full credit to Ireland. They are their tight five is impressive, and their back mm-hmm. row without O'Brien. Yeah. And then that number twenty off the bench for Ireland. Jesus, he looked hard to tackle. Mm. Stunder or something was his name. Oh, that was a beast. Stander's well, the, uh... CJ Stander's the six. Yeah. He, uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, he was so, a beast too. Um, yeah, he's done really well over the last couple of weeks. Well, he's always played well. Uh, um, O'Mahony. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that guy was a beast, mate. He looked very hard to tackle, and for them to to get away with this game without Sexton, without Carney. Yeah, without that's pain. that's the most impressive bit because you know, I would have thought Jackson Ringrose, all all their next ones in. I thought that where we'd be yeah. capitalising. And to be fair, the only time we found space was out wide where they didn't have the guys on that they should have had. Mm. Everywhere where they had the right guys in position, they, they looked very hard. Yeah. Um, whinging Aussie, though, we're unlucky. Like, one, like if you look at it, our tries, we had one disallowed that was definitely a try, the forward pass. Um, it was, uh, it definitely, was definitely forward, that man. It was a try, man. Yeah. Do you want to um, take your glasses man, off? I can't find my glasses. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Ireland, the obstruction, and then the grubber kick that was a missed kick, just yeah. lands in someone's hands. Lots Good of things didn't go our way, but, mate, we're not good enough to play in the right parts of the field for long enough periods of time. The, the cracks will open, and Ireland are good enough to take them. What a freaking year. 12 months, beat New Zealand, beat Australia, beat South Africa. Yeah, good for Ireland. Great, great team. I think the nice thing about it is for, for many years... Um, a lot of the games when we played against Australia, all I'd say Northern, Hem- Northern Hemisphere teams, a lot of it, they already felt that they were 10, 15 points behind because you, you were playing Australia and it was such a mental thing. But I think slowly but surely that mental um, is, is now going. So when you come up against them, it is you take it as a rugby team rather than, oh shit, we're playing Australia and we're already... We're Unless you're leave. Wales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um, but what a 12 months for Ireland and what a Six Nations it's going to be this year. With Ireland looking, this, I mean, Wales look horrendous. That's kind of the shame for the Six Nations, though, isn't it? This... Yeah, no, but it, uh, it is. But I actually think that uh, that Six Nations will be exciting because... Yeah, because um, even France are finding some stride. Yeah. yeah, France are getting strong, but also uh, Gregor Townsend will be the coach, I'm pretty sure, of Scotland at that point as well, and he likes to play, you know, that attacking brand of rugby. So And they got it in them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So... Um, Wales, I'm not quite sure. Without uh, Warren Gatlin there, obviously there'll be, because you know, he's obviously taken up the Lions post, it'll be interesting. But yeah, it should be, a fa- I love the tournament. I think it's, a, I actually think, maybe not quality wise, but I think it's the best tournament outside of the World Cup just because it's really competitive. The, the, travel, games, isn't the travel isn't there, uh, and the crowds are always amazing. You know, it's very um, tribalistic at Is times. Are you talking so, about England again? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I, lo- I love the Six Nations. It's a great tournament. When do, where do you watch it though? Hmm? Do you purchase a, a something in which you can watch all the games? It was on last year. It was on BN Sports. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So hoping this year it is again. Absolutely. Mm. It'll be, dude, it'll be an absolutely cracking, cracking tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Cracking. And I, what I'm pumped for is the Lions. But God, it's a buzzkill that Gatlin's the coach. Yeah, it is to a slight extent, but I'm still buzzing for it. It'll yeah. still be an amazing thing. And I know you've said in previous things it's you, you're not a great fan of the whole experience, but I think it will it bring together some of the amazing you know players, and hopefully if we all gel and they play an expansive game rather than the traditional Gatlin way, I think it'll be a great contest. He's got a lot of talent to pick from. Yeah, in absolutely. previous years, it's picked the best Six Nation side mm. and throw in a novelty from each other nation. Yeah, this it, year, it's the real deal. And for, for quite characters. a few of the places, you've got two, uh, quite a few, as you say, you've got two play, two play, at least two players for each position where you've actually got a conversation about, probably, uh, which is really exciting. Put it this way, they pick Jamie Roberts at 12, they don't win they won't. They won't pick Jamie they Roberts can't pick 12. 12. That has to be done. Anyway, we should, we should segue through to the other games because it was a huge weekend of rugby. Yeah, it was a huge weekend of rugby. We should move on to probably France and New Zealand, which was played at 7am this morning. Great time slot at Stade de France. Great time slot. Yeah, great time slot. I like waking up and there's rugby, fresh rugby on the telly. Um, a, a, a get, I mean, a cracking game. Look, we France always stand up to New Zealand, don't they? But just for, just New Zealand were way too clinical, weren't they, at the end of the day? Like, uh, France had a lot of possession, but just New Zealand have just got that pure 
so <coughs> that clinical nature just just whenever they can get points they generally come away with something that, that honest to god that is the like australia makes similar plays and we just throw it away drop the ball turn it over new zealand don't no, no, yeah, they don't. they're just clinical mm. um and Bowden barrett how good is he quick in defense i've seen it more and more everything on this tour. even mm. though he takes the ball that line out at the start of the game just one phenomenal thing after another mm. Mm. um but for I think I think for France will be interesting because um, their uh, their next game is at Twickenham in the Six Nations, so it'll be interesting to see whether because the French have that tendency to chop and change, and I think if they stick with that team that they had today, you know, or maybe make maybe one or two, it'll be a, that'll be a great way to start the Six Nations. Yeah, Lopez at ten's looking outstanding. Mm. The two Fijians on the wing, there's nothing French about them, but God, they can play football. Mm. And that twenty-one a- that came off the bench, Saren. Yeah, yeah he's a, a future. Do you reckon there'll be a time where every international team will, will have one Fiji and wing? It's pretty close, isn't it? It has yeah. to be. It's pretty it close. God, that's sad for Fiji rugby. Well, absolutely. You can't have you... a team full of wingers, can you? Well, that's a fair point. They're going to look elsewhere. But it, yeah, everyone Maybe they should start importing white guys in their forward pack. Englishmen, Welshmen, Scotsmen, and keep the Fiji and wingers. Are you bringing up England again? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, what do we think about the the actual the, um, the the New Zealand team itself? They improved upon last week. Do you reckon they're just they're coming to that time where they just they've reached the end of their season? And uh, there's a little bit of that going on. They fielded a full strength team, no doubt, and they would have pumped up for this team because this is their bogey, and mm. you know they're going for a Grand Slam too, which of course they've achieved and will achieve. Some bitches. What fascinates me with New Zealand is I wonder what their 15 is next year. Mm. The question mark. It won't change that too much, man. Is still the centres. Oh, actually, it's not only the centres, but um, you know, quite rightly after um, uh, disabled toilet gate, TJ Perinara again. He's not, um, Smith's not played very well since that issue, so Perinara was selected. Does he? Is he now the incumbent? Does yeah. he now stay there? And then the back three, Ben Smith was out for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but all of their selection headaches, it's like gold or diamonds, which one? Okay. Um, it's not like these guys are horribly out of form. Yeah, and it so just depends you, on the chip, yeah, really. Yeah. And Blake, what did you think of Crotty at inside center? Did you think he played well? Ah, shit, man. No. <laughs> uh, look, he's good. He, he, God, he defended well. Um, I think France are unlucky with Fafana getting a head knock early. Mm. Um, I don't think he ever really got right back to it. No. Um, and he's a huge, huge... Oh. Huge player yeah. for yeah. France. Um, some using got off a bit like that. Crotty's playing well. Um, I wonder at Leonard Brown's future because he's been very, very impressive. But I mean, he came into this New Zealand side as a reserve Chiefs player. Mm. There was just such a deficit in the centres for them. So I wonder where he is next year. And I wonder the courage and um, newfound resolve he comes back to Super Rugby with. But that, that to me highlights the philosophy that New Zealand rugby kind of goes with. They're picking dudes who fit the character that they want in that backline. So they want their 13 doing very specific roles and he's the dude who's most qualified to do that. Mm. So it's not necessarily pick the form player, oh, he's playing well in this out in this uh, team, let's put him in our team. It's more like this is how we want our backline to run. Leonard Brown's the dude. You're right, and it's like a cricket team at the highest power. We want Six to be an all-rounder, so we'll pick an all-rounder and let him grow into it. But they have the luxury because they're that good. Mm. Other teams just need to pick the best 15 blokes, and that's where Australia go wrong. Instead of we need a ball carrier and we need a line-out jumper at 6 and 8, so we'll pick them. We're not good enough. We have to pick the best players, uh, and it makes it difficult. And I think that's where we got stuck with Quaid and Foley in the rugby championship. New Zealand have the depth to go, this is the mould of player we want, so we're going to pick that player rather than pushing Naholo or push him, yeah. push so the, up a fullback or something like that. So at the beginning of the season, they actually had Crotty and they had Fekito. And I know he's suspended for this game, but do you reckon he does come back in again? And the, the actual first choice option is, is that crotty Fekito um, a balance? I think next year it'll be interesting Sonny Bill's return because mm. he'll be certainly in the conversation. Leonard Brown will be in the conversation. I think Fekito has had his worst season. Mm. Um by his standards, though, which isn't too bad a season. I'd be interested to see what Kiwi fans think, mm. who, who they'd have in those centre pairing for next year. Mm. Um, 
God, good, good problems to have. Yeah, I was just to say, but when you got access of either Perinara or Smith and Barrett, Barrett can pretty much make anyone look pretty good outside. Yeah, exactly. Let's be, let's be honest yeah. about it. And even the wingers as well. I think what what options to have as your back three? Think about yeah. all the players that you could have in that in those positions. I think these are their most dangerous. Severe and Nahola. See, I don't know. I think you got to get Milner Scudder in oh, there somewhere. Yeah, so, oh, completely forgot about that. Cat. And then throw <laughs> Ben Smith in the yeah, equation. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Well, we won't be winning the butterfly next year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess that's sending pairing that's answered answer during the Super Rugby season yeah mm. it'll, be, it'll be a cracking Super Rugby season yeah absolutely it's always a big benefit to whatever Southern Hemisphere team has the Lions mm. keeps a lot of players contracted I think yeah. that would have otherwise gone overseas mm. Um, so it'll be it'll be really interesting. But it's good to see France during this game not short of attacking opportunities, breaking the line, throwing passes that stark, and then just you know, as all teams against New Zealand sort of fall short in the end. But that's really this was a really good weekend of rugby. There were some solid games. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. I said, I'm big big Lopez fan, um, and and I liked the Reed Pickamol, who's the best eight in the world debate. Yeah, um, what, what is your answer on that? I don't know. Oh, you got to hear Kieran Reid, don't you? you got to. God, pick him all like single-handedly the week before was just but a it, monster. You, no, I'm glad I'm a huge Kieran Reid fan. I'm not, not saying that he's not and he is up there. But if you put pick him all in that Kiwi team. Yeah, I know. It's interesting, isn't it? You I, don't, who knows? But Reid, though, he's is phenomenal sometimes when the Crusaders are underperforming. Yeah. He's still one of their best on park. I thought mm. you were going to go on some Vunapulu fucking tirade again. He's he's God, he's got to be in the conversation for dynamic Did number eight. That? That he's one-dimensional because he's so fat, mean. though. Oh, no, he's slimmed up, no, mate. He's slimmed, he's slimmed up, up yeah. mate. I'm thinking of his brother and I. Yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's, he's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Vunapolo's in the conversation. He doesn't offer what these guys offer, which is the line-out, the breakdown. Vunapolo offers belting blokes and running very, very uh, and, hard. And let's be honest, K- Kieran Reed's hands as well. In a, you know, just yeah. in the loose is just incredible. Yeah. He's an extra number 13. Oh, but Pickamore's similar. Yeah, but I just think Pickamore just does a bit more grunt work some yeah. t- at times. I'll tell you who's a huge benefit in that New Zealand team, man. Retallick. He is a oh, monster. Well, for, former World Player of the Year, he is. And within reason. Yeah, within absolutely. Reason. Just everywhere. Really yeah. got the mongrel, got the aggression, but the composure at the same time. But, you know, if you take Retallick out of it, then suddenly you start talking about how good Whitelock is as well. Don't, don't yeah. Under, yeah. underestimate how good he is. And Whitelock's one of those second rowers that you could just pop into 10. Like, he's got that much skill, it's just yeah. annoying. Our second row is kind of a catch, man. No. And then that guy could just jump in the back it, line, no worries. And when they do catch it, they get held up anyway, so mm. it's all right. You know? <laughs> so, now a great season by New Zealand. Uh, you'd have to imagine that that loss to Ireland hurts more than they're showing because it would have been an unblemished season. Yeah. But we've been still on the run yeah. of, of non-stop victories. But they were loving the Chicago Cubs parade at that point. No, exactly. And, and we've been over the reasons why yeah. and how good Ireland were, but you'd have to right now as a Kiwi fan sitting back thinking, fuck, I wish we took that one a little more serious. Yeah. No, yeah. no disrespect to Ireland, no. but as a Kiwi fan, you've got to think if they... A little more astute going yeah. into that one, they probably uh, they would argue to day's end that they took that very seriously. Yeah. but I saw their Instagram, man, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it too, so Wales, South Africa, yeah. battle of just the worst of the worst, and we figured out who the worst was. Yeah, South Africa. The Bockies. Yeah, there you go. Apparently, they've come out today and announced uh, an official review who? into South Africa, into coaching, Mate. players, squads, right? training, right? the whole thing. Mate, we could do a review. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mate, you don't have to spend millions of rand on it. We could like, even seriously. do a report. Oh, hello. <laughs> You're like, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do it quickly now. Who do we can? Oh, let's start canning. Beast, see you, mate. You passed it. Strauss, hurry up and retire. You've yeah. been long gone. You're past it. See you, mate. Um, no, I think it's the actually, other prop. He no, can go. It's, um, it's, oh, they they ran um, Van Rensburg. Van Rensburg on. It needs to be. It, that's, it's easy to do it the other way. Who'd you keep? Yeah, it's uh, it's a hard discussion. But I was. Who didn't have a great game? I was looking forward to cutting everyone. Oh, okay. No, you can't cut Edson. But you can't cut uh, Steph to Twat. You can't cut probably. Um, yeah, that's probably about it, actually. Yeah, no. But, like, you look at the team they fielded this week. They've tried to make changes. They've revamped it. This was, like, a last-ditch effort. Like, there's some names here, man, that weren't there last week. Yeah, but the problem is, though, and we I've said this before, you have to create consistency at some point and stick your head above Sorry, the parapet. 
<laughs> you have to stick your head above the, the parapet at some point and say, look, this is the team. I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to go with it. Back this is who team. I think is the best. Back the team that yeah. you that you want to do, not chopping and changing because that's never going to help. Like, Hoosen doesn't know whether he's coming or going. One minute he's in the team at fullback, he's then 10, he's dropped, yeah. then he's 10. What is going Get on? Get the bench, put on the wing for a bit for us, mate. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, they should have just picked their best 15 this week and you probably beat a rubbish Wales. Yeah. No, it's it's legitimately dire straits for South Africa. Mm. How much credence do you put on the argument now that, that by playing a rubbish Super Rugby season and in, in they never played any Kiwi sides, they got a free pass to the finals, they played each other and shit uh, Argentinian and Asian sides. Yeah. How much has that impacted this? Well, actually, or is, uh, that, is that overstated? No, actually, Joel Stransky came out this week and, and actually said you actually need to just get rid of um, the cheaters and they need to get rid of the kings yeah, because no, there's too many. Too. Um, um, there's too many teams. So as much as the, the the schedule is is an issue, which you've just mentioned, I agree with. But actually, the, you're diluting um, the, the actual makeup of the teams. Oh, so but if, that, if that'll never me- happen. They need the money. They need the revenue. No. They were the ones arguing for more teams. No, but that's what I'm, that, that's. I reckon that's more of an issue is the dilute of, of spreading the t- and, and with the money going overseas. So you're talking about combinations then that are suffering because yes. they're playing for different teams. Yeah. I if, think I think their biggest issue is the European just rating mm. and the Japanese rating. Mm. They lost their whole top tier of older players. Those guys probably aren't good enough now. Mm. But if they walk away slowly, you bring in the youth slower. Mm. It's it's been a pretty big change. Yeah. And then they bring in the old guys to try and keep the ship, but they haven't been in the system. Mm. So when you just chuck Willie Larue in for a couple of weeks or an Alberts in for a week here or there, they haven't moved along with mm. the machine it'd be interesting to see that the review that the, what um, what happens because you could have this as your uh, watershed moment where you just draw a line and you say right okay let's just start again um start with pick the the young guys who you just like the australian cricket team pick the guys that you really have faith in and let's just stick with them through for a season and see what actually happens um but it shouldn't be that conversation for south african rugby they should be top three in the world. At all times. At all times. And I think like, based on the rankings, aren't they still? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they won't least, be after this. At least top four. Like, mm-hmm. if you think world rugby, it should be New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, England should all be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you're out of the top four, you need serious, serious change. Mm-hmm. Those four, there's no excuse to not be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not. They're, they're, they're second rate. They're awful. Um, oh god it must suck to be a Bucky fan yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, a absolutely. tough time yeah. uh, at least you can take solace in that as an Australian fan that they're doing just as shit <laughs> and Argentina doing pretty shit too well they're, they're also for Argentina they've not helped themselves by the way because they've actually because of their record this year they've now done a drop into the further down the rankings which means I was reading for the World Cup they're now going to be uh, in that third in that third tier of. so of they're going to end up in a pool so they're going to yeah, they're going to end up Australia. in a pool that could be it's always fucking us they're always yeah. fucking us well, it's, <laughs> so it could be Australia and then England and then and then Argentina afterwards, but well, not England, but yeah. they're in still that, banging on about England. I just wanted to get that in there just to annoy you two. Um, yeah, so they're going to end up in that group of death now. Yeah, you know, which sucks for them. And I think for Wales, so good on them, they won this one. Um, but for Wales, the problems are deeper for them because I don't think I don't follow their provincial competition, obviously. But from what I can see, there's no there's no talent coming through. Yeah, the other but the issue for them is is that. In that in the in the Pro Twelve, you can argue that about the quality of the the opposition stuff, but the majority of the Irish players all play in that Pro Twelve, but they all play for either an Ulster or a Leinster, and so, so the therefore combinations. the combinations are working yeah. really well. Yeah. However, the, for the Welsh team, um, they're a little bit. Um, we've got a few players playing in England, uh, a few players playing in France, so I just think they lack that little bit of consistency, really. Um, and the issue also is if you if you really look at it, I don't think they really know the way they want to play. No, I think a lot of teams are going through that, mm. um, and the teams that have evolved through it are England mm. and Ireland. Yeah, um, and I think the Argentinas, the Wales, who really benefited from the up and under kick your goal strong set piece, mm. have struggled to evolve. Because the thing is about the Welsh and South is, Africa, put them in that category too. Because the thing is about the Welsh, if you actually look to them as individually, whether you look at Alan Jones, whether you look at yeah, War- talent, whether There's you talent. look at Warburton, Webber, Williams, Tipperick, yeah, they've all got they've got a they've got Half good enough players North. to do it. There's yeah. talent. There's talent in there. Absolutely. For for me though, I think there's ten players of talent. It's not twenty three. And in international rugby, mm. you need those big squads. Yeah. A couple injuries here or there, oh, yeah. and they happen in that intensity. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
And as I said, they don't play together, which is an issue, really. But how much? What changes? a weekend of rugby, though. <laughs> yeah, like, how cool great. is it watching all the... It's like a mini World Cup. It is. Hunt me up in the this north. This November series is sick. Yeah, this tour is outstanding. It. Love it. Love it. Um, how much changes, and I know the answer is going to be a lot, but what do you reckon changes when the coach takes over a team? Because I can't... Surely the the exercises they do at training and whatnot wouldn't be too dissimilar to the ones they've always done. No, like coach, where the, like the skills coach would be doing the same shit. No, the, the coach I actually plays a, a huge... I slow burn, the coach. I don't think it's... No, I reckon it's the other way around. I reckon a, a, new, a new coach coming in is a quick... It has a... It depends on the situation. So if you talk about Wales right now... No, we're talking about... Let's talk about South Africa. I think if you bring in a new coach, you have a quick effect. You might win the first couple of games because players start to want to impress the new coach. They want to... Intensity. Uh, intensity rises, etc. Mm. However, the long-term issues that are around maybe core skills or the identity of the way you want to play is still there. And then that's the really hard job. But I think the quick fix, something or... If you bring in a coach, I think there's a short-term... Short-term improvement. I can't... Who do you reckon, other than Ackerman, who's the next candidate? It's got to be Ackerman. It's got to be Ackerman. Yeah. But does the political reasons to see miss out? I don't know enough about the South African thing. Well, the... the, um, the, the, the push, uh, I think it? the um, the Cheetahs went undefeated in the Curry Cup. I don't know who they're... Um, hopefully someone will... Um, Tell us he, they, uh, whether their coach gets a gets a, a mention as well. Surely, surely, surely yeah, but Curry Cup graduates to the Super Game. Yeah, I mean, I saw on uh, Twitter today it had Donald Trump in the South African blazer and it said, "Mate, the Springboks great again," and they're looking at getting him to coach it. So they're a long way off. Has he got a green hat on this time? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. But yeah, you definitely Ackerman is the man. Uh, man, definitely. Yeah, you should be coaching that too. Um, speaking of uh, players being poached, big talk this week. Lot of money for Rory Arnold and Tavita Kurandrani. Yeah, I saw that actually. Lot of money Overseas. for those two because they're yeah. both 25 and under. And they both really, until this week, have been two of the more impressive Wallabies. Kurandrani scored in every game, not done since Mark Eller in 87. Um, that, been done yet, the, the Wallabies cannot let those two go. Don't get me wrong, I don't know if Kurandrani's the best of the team. I was just about to say, controversially, I was just going to say, if, you, if everyone is fit, he, probably doesn't make he doesn't it. make the team. But, fuck that, super rugby and depth. You need, you can't have Karevi thinking it's his jersey. As a... As a if you were Corandrari right now, though, and you were offered that amount of money, which is a serious amount of money, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be like, "Oh yeah, I'll think about it." Yeah, well, especially exactly, especially exactly. when he says when he sees Karevi's going to maybe come back in ahead of him anyway. You can't. You yeah, exactly. There's an argument. This is the problem for Australian rugby. Mm. Um, what do you I do wonder because those Fijian those guys are looking after big families on their pay packet. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they see that and they think of their family, which they're very I'm not even very much that way inclined, which is sick. And Karevi is your perfect Northern Hemisphere centre yeah. too. And it wasn't just his family. It, it was the article that was. Um, uh, Nathan Hughes was talking about the other day. It's not just it's not just your family. It's like a whole community. So that mm. amount of money is yeah. just an, is you can't say no to it really. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm. Uh, and Rory Arnold's the other one. Australian rugby yeah, have to, to cling on. And and that's I would say that's been a systemic fault from us since the early two thousands, which is we value backs mm. and we've never valued forwards. That's Even me. the way we let Greg Holmes go is the prime example for <coughs> me. There was no articles about it. If that was one of our centres or wingers, we all would have kicked, I can't believe he's leaving. Think about the way we carried on about Tamua going. Even Dan Palmer. And he was rubbish. I thought you rated him. Oh, the Palmer, the prop. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The way we don't fight to keep those guys. But Who then do you think I was talking in. about? I was thinking, um, I was thinking of the 5'8". Parks. I went to Scotland. Oh, latest, mate. See you, bud. Oh, um, Parks, but, yeah, no, he's not very good at <laughs> all. He used to sign us in when we were late to school. <laughs> he did too. Did he really? Yeah, he was a teacher. Um, no, no, no. But That's yeah, funny. Dan Palmer's your prime example. Holmes. Um, who was its brother? The was it Al Alatoa's brother? Was it Sio's brother? One of those guys. Sio's brother's over there. Yeah, he went to Crusaders. We don't value hanging on to the forwards. No. And then we don't have the depth, and we have these systemic problems. Mm. They need to get some contracts. Mm. Throw some money at them. I, c- I wouldn't let either go, Arnold or Kurandrani. Who knows if the Brumbies have got the money, though? Oh, no, they definitely wouldn't. don't have the money. The no, I was just about to say, even if you don't want to let them go, the decision is not Australian rugby's to yeah, take. It's yeah. completely down to that individual because they don't have the money to, to back it up. Yeah. They, um, the Brumbies signed the new CEO this week. Who, uh, based on my father's input, was the one of the managers when the deal for the buildings was signed, which oh, caused the dodginess. Mm, okay. Very interesting. Um, all right, should we quickly touch on the England game because we're, we're running a long one today, boys? Um, oh, that's pop. It's parcel. Oh yeah, run alongy. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to sit here because you know what? I don't want to be accused of being. Uh, you can do you it know. anyway, man. So you might as well start. Okay. Talk me through the red card because I missed this. 
Well, as I said earlier on, right at the beginning of this, when I uh, when I you know brought my biased nature into this podcast, it, it was a red card. The, the what, was the, the, what was the? What was? I didn't see it at all. So basically, know. what happened was seventy fifth though, wasn't it? Yeah. Huh? Seventy fifth minute. Yeah. No, it was in the fifth minute. Fifth seventy fifth. No, the Argentine. Do you mean the England? Ah, uh, there, was, there was two reds. There was two. Did yeah, not see that shit. one either. Yeah. Hate this shit. Man. So the Argentinian, the easy worst one in the seventy fifth minute was the Argentinian guy who basically stamped on uh, Joe Marler's face. Uh, Joe Marler uh, pulled him back from it was a, uh, the breakdown. Yep. Joe Marler correctly got yellow card. Yep. However, uh, in the to become untangled, um, the Argentinian guy stamped on his face. Oh God. So. Clear record. Um, the other one in was Ellie Daly in the fifth minute. So um, God, I missed both of those. Yeah. So what happened was it was literally a high ball. Ellie Daly, who normally is a centre, we'll give him a little bit of an excuse. Um, chased down the uh, the high ball, and unfortunately, the guy went up to try and catch it, um, and Ellie Daly just ran into him. Stupid. Um, mm. Didn't tackle him in the air. Slightly wrapped his arms around him, but then but didn't at the same time. That doesn't really make sense. But yeah. um, the guy landed on his head, and quite rightly, it was a, it was a red card. Um, well, full credit to England, though, playing 14 men. Yeah, and actually for and, periods and, of time with 13, and, and, actually, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, There's a few cards in like the cards, game. man. Who's no, the ref? I, every week. I, uh, the I, I can't remember who the ref was, but he had no excuse. He had no. Like, he, it, did it, he did his job. Yeah, he, it was the right decision um, in, in quite a few so of them. So, quite an aggressive game, then, you'd say? Yeah, there was a few things, like the Dan Cole one was for persistent. He. he um, because when we only had 14 men, they had quite a few scrums right in front of the post. And to be honest with you, the referee lost patience. It could have actually... It wasn't like they were going to push us over, but... It's um, worrying signs for England, though. Yeah. Um, and but it won't be next week. You'll be fine. Yeah, because neither, neither of us can scrum. Yeah. Um, the other it's issue, man. Well, no. The issue is Billy Villapardo actually came off injured. He's actually a big concern for, for next week's game. Um, went off on the mobility thing. He's got a bit of a knee injury. Um, didn't look good, so I don't know whether he'll play. So... Um, Nathan Hughes, which um, which was touted, he may have played last week, but then didn't because he was injured. So he might come in. Um, so if he doesn't play, then Tamari Harrison maybe, or even maybe even call for Ben Morgan. So I, I don't know who's going to play eight, but we all hope that Von Apollo's fit first and foremost as a rugby player, but also because it will be a great contest uh, next week. If what he do does you think play. about um, sort of Eddie Jones? Obviously, didn't care too much about the Wallaby scrum when he was a Wallaby coach. Great Wallaby coach, but he was. Happy to play fryer at hooker and small blokes, yep. mobile blokes, and it was probably you could map the start of our scrum. Well, decline. he didn't really care about the backs either, didn't he? Pick Turanui and Kefu. Yeah, but he's <laughs> <laughs> um, some strange choices. But you know, he, he did. He was a good coach down here, but he didn't value the scrum too much. Is that? transferring to England or is it because it's so embedded culturally in English rugby it's fine it is embedded in culturally into our game but I, I would re- return that and say that how important or how unimportant has the scrum actually come to a point now that you can actually not be the great scrummaging team and the front rows can collapse but as long as the ball comes to the back the referee at times or so uh, allows so you it's to a play lottery, it's a mess yeah even so, the Irish commentator it was in no, the New Zealand France game it wasn't fucking David Lyons because he's horrendous. God, he's but the, his way through but the other commentator was sort of saying, well, once a prop's in a bad position, they just take it down because they'll get the 50-50 call. Don't and if they go the bad position, they'll get penalised because they'll go backwards. Yeah. As long as you don't go backwards, you get a 50-50 shot, or 50% of the time the ref just says, let play on. Exactly. So Balls out. as much as we love a good scrummage and a set piece, has, the, has it been negated? Has I'm the, telling you, Spidey Cam... A video ref just on scrums. Yeah, that's fine by me. Done. And then just refer to it every time. Just clean it up, mate. Just clean it up. Well, we've said on this podcast before, you know, what a scrummage, the the scrum is such a, I I love when two teams are having a real battle, you Mm. know, stand up against each other in real scrummage and it doesn't happen enough. No. Um, However, the problem is Mako Vanapolo adds you so much in and around the loose um, and that's why you continue to play him. Dan Cole didn't have his best game, but again, he can scrummage. Yeah, he can scrummage. So it was just a... um, Torn Australia up plenty of times. Um, what do you guys think about my card bitching and moaning? Do you disagree? I just feel like with these internationals, we bill it like a title fight and the ref gets so caught up in the momentum that he's excited and wants to be involved. And you go to watch the boxing, 12 rounds, and you've got to, you tie one arm of the champ's arm behind his back for a round. No, there has to be. There has to be. And then that systemic concussion from that 10 minutes is built up has, the rest of But there has the to rounds. be a ramification. You cannot just... Is three points not pretty significant? No, in not in a... It is in a, it is in a test match. Three points is everything in a test match. I, I, I feel, honestly, that if you're consistently... You'll be happy to give away three points because more and more teams have the dynamism now to score tries. 
you have to score points. So sometimes it's a lot easier just to give away three points. I think there needs Isn't to be more. Isn't the rolling mall such a machine these days? But actually, if you look Kick at the, the how many... Roll. Other than Ireland, how many tries... Have, well, I suppose England scored against Fiji, but I don't think there's been that many tries that have been scored from a rolling mall in this series. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But maybe teams scatter it more if there's... Yes, I don't know. I just feel like we, we build up this thing. It's so exciting. Yeah. And then we just take the sting out of it by teams lose when a guy's off the park. Yeah. Um, I, I, or maybe it's just Aussie bitching and moaning because fuck it, always us getting penalised because yeah. we have no discipline. I'm not sure. I think it's we can't win line outs five out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more the latter. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Why don't you talk about? But look, looking at these stats, man, England withstood some pressure by the Argentinians. Yeah, they was, not. They did. It was Argentina had 66 percent possession and 64 percent territory. You know, how ridiculous is that? 130. England made 139 tackles to 59. You're a stats man, aren't you? End of the day, you're a stats man. You nah. get a better stats man. Loves a stat. Um, <laughs> should we project into next week? Then? Let's project. No, no. 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 Australia or England. To, before we do that, <laughs> can I just say, Chris Robshaw gets a lot of shit. Uh, but again, he continued to do everything that is expected of him. So oh, I just yeah. wanted to say he did well. But predictions for next week, sure. I'm, I'm keen to shit on Rob Shaw, though. I wouldn't agree the chance. Um, is next week just the England yeah, Aussie just, game? It's just, just England, that, yeah, it's just England Someone's Australia. Someone's getting paid. That's what's happening there, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird, it's eh? Dead on pump. Do we always play five games? Or is it always traditionally four? We've yeah. never we've never played uh, Australia this late as well. Yeah, so I don't know. But I think what, we normally play this many. Because we've had <laughs> the... In December. We have the Grand Slam and things like that. Um, big, man. It's a, a big... huge, huge game. Look, for, I mean... What can you say? England will win, win comfortably. Well, do you know what? In the uh, in the June series, which we won three 0 by the way, um, I predicted England to lose every time and they lost. They they uh, to lose every time and they won everyone. So I should probably stick with that argument. Really, that we're going to lose and hopefully they'll win. But well, everything points to an England win. Yeah, I don't win. think it's possible for us to win here. No, It'd be interesting to see. The only thing with Bonapoli not playing, it'd be interesting to see who gives us that go forward. But um, yeah. Exciting game. Really excited for it. Really excited. Yeah, I mean, Australia, if you look at the 20, 25 minutes we put on Ireland, we can put it on. And if we look even down here, our backs put it mm. on England. Um, we, we can do it. We can score those two or three tries and put England behind, yeah. and then the pressure's totally turns around. I just don't think we have the infrastructure up front, the ball carriers to line out the scrum, the ball. Yeah. And England's ability to just kick goals, to pin Australia back, to make us score and tries. And I just can't see us... I can't see us winning. I can't see us winning either, so I'm going to go with an English victory. The I'm only way in which it. Aussies could get up is if they, you know, last game, blah, 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 check gets up and the ref is feeling a bit guilty about last week. Yeah, so they've given us a bit. He, like the world ref, Alain, whatever his name is, has a chat to the ref. Who knows? We could get some calls our way. But this test, surely, surely is something that the Australians have done just so the force can get going next year. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. This is a force fund, this test. Yeah. It? it is. It is. <laughs> this is a keep rule Arnold in Australian rugby <laughs> test match, this one. Um, no, I think I think we're in trouble. I think it could even be ugly. Um, but Australia are a very hard team to tip. It's always fucking close. It and, will be close. And for that 10, 15 minutes, we look incredible. And then we go in our shell and we can't catch for 10, 15 minutes. We're such a strange, strange beast. But we, England haven't had a close test a, since the second They're one. a well-oiled machine at the moment. So everything yeah. points to yeah, it. Their cogs are aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a pessimistic pom, you know this. So yeah. I'm just an and I'm an optimistic Aussie, <laughs> so up the Aussies. We got this fingers, shit. Fingers crossed moment. Yeah, it'll, it. be, um, it'll be a cracker. Yeah, and I tell you what, I will be drinking my craft beer when I watch it. I, I don't know if we're supposed to do that again. Oh, I'll do it again. It's I'll a good beer. Um, yeah, but it's, it's an exciting week of rugby. Next week will be our last podcast for the year as well. So, you know, it'll be a shorty because there's only the one game, but it's been a, it's been a good good year. Right? Won't it depend year. on how, whether it's long or short, depending on the result of the game? If it yeah, goes if England Australia... wins, man, we might, this might be our last podcast <laughs> for the year. And if Australia win, we'll still be talking about it the following week. Yeah, yeah? We'll, we'll do an extra one. <laughs> yeah. we'll, do a, we'll do a Wednesday edition. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Good round of rugby, this one. Absolutely. Cheers. Hey. Hey.